Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the vault in Long Beach with the casualties, and we have Jake here from the casualties. So what do you do in the casualties? I play guitar. Awesome. So everybody else is deciding to eat and sleep while uh, you're uh, live and drinking beers? Yeah, and I have a couple beers before the show, loosen up, and, uh, you know. So how long has the casualties been around? The band, technically, I think, started in, like, 90 but uh, <laughs> it was a thing where, like, we, I joined in 93, and, like, we actually started doing some more, like, touring later. <laughs> it sounds like you have tons of fun with the casualties. <laughs> no, it was good. It's good. It was just a uh, thing where the band, it took, took a couple of years. It took, like, six years for us to play for um, beer money. <laughs> So has it always been that lineup? We have some interesting ass action here. <laughs> but unfortunately, people in Radio Land can't really see that, so it's all good. <laughs> so has it been the same lineup throughout the entire... No, um, we, uh... <laughs> like, Megas joined... <laughs> like, we had, we had a lot of awesome... <laughs> We had a lot of awesome members in the early days, and uh, a lot of like fucking people that you can see on the street, <laughs> like <laughs> with no jobs currently in New York City. Um, but no, dude, it took it took a while because we actually, you, it takes a while to find your like a uh, good lineup where like people are down to like make sacrifices and really be in a fucking band instead of like oh I gotta like. Like, I got this really important job. It's like, who cares about your fucking job, dude? If you if you really believe in something, like, you'll you'll do it 100%. So, it took a lot of sacrifice. But when you find everybody, four or five people or whoever many is in your band, to make those sacrifices, like, bailing your job or, like, hitting the road and not making any money and stuff like that, then that's when it's real. Like, you know? And then that's when you found a lineup that can actually last. So how long has this current lineup been? This one's been for like what? You've been in the band for what, Rick? Ten years? Ten years now. At least. So this lineup's been ten years. Me, George, and Meggers have been about like 14 or so. No. 13, maybe. 13 or... Around there somewhere. A long, long time. <laughs> so how did you first get started in punk rock? For me, it was just like... Uh, it was just like my neighbor, this guy named Jeff. Um, he was like, I feel like... Jeff Fisher, that was his name. He used to like... Um, I was always looking out my window at him, like, because I lived right in, in one one door away from him, and I was, like, peering out my window, and he always had, like, a skateboard, he was listening to, like, cool music, like the Sex Pistols and Black Flag and stuff, and I was like, what is all this shit, man? And I liked it, because I already kind of, like, you know, we started skateboarding and stuff, and then I liked the music that went with it, and then, like, cause, you know, you like aggressive stuff, so I just got into it that way, skateboarding. And then when I started to, like, venture out of my little shithole town to, like, real places like, you know, New York City and stuff, like, started going and shows, like, at ABC No Rio, and it was, like, this fucking... From going... My first concert was, like, the Ramones in 1989. I saw the Ramones, and it was just, like, real, like, deal music. And I was like, wow. And then you discovered more underground. If you're really... If your heart's into it, you discover the underground of punk rock, and you start going to places like ABC No Rio in New York City or like um what's that club called in uh San Francisco that everybody talks about that we never got we're never allowed to play there uh, we play the only place we 
Gilman Street. Yeah, Gilman Street. Like, I mean, we were never allowed to play there because we weren't, like, we didn't, I guess, have the right credentials or something. But, um, you know, we're right scene points or something. But we uh, definitely played ABC a lot, you know. And it was just stuff like that. It's like you get into, when, you, when, you, when your heart's in it, you seek out, like, the, the real, like, street-level stuff where, like, you go to shows that, of things that aren't, like, advertised and stuff, you know. And, like, small, like, you know, grassroots shows and stuff like that. So it's all the fault of your neighbor that dragged you into the punk rock deal? A little bit. You know, it was, like, the first time that I was, like, wow, like, you know, because you go to school and I was, like, I don't really like, I mean, I like playing soccer and stuff, you know, but, like, I didn't really care about, like, being on the baseball team and all that shit. I just kind of, like, eh, it's not really something I'm into. And then skateboarding, I was, like, this is cool. I like this and... I liked the music, and then all of a sudden I was just kind of like, this is what I'm into, dude. And then, then after, like, a couple more years, you discover, like, this whole, like, way of life thing, which is, like, I felt it was just waiting for me to discover, you know? Like, it was always there, of course, but I was just, like, calling out to you, like, you know? And then when I found it, I was like, this is me, you know? You cultivate yourself. No one starts out, like, totally punk rock. You, it's, it's fucking cultivated, you know? It's like you, you move up. Like, sort of, you move up in steps, I guess, or so to speak. Like, you don't just, you're not all of a sudden just, like, knowing what all the cool rare bands are and all that kind of crap. Maybe now, since people, like, have the inner information highway and they can just get into anything. But it used to be, like, where, like, you know, it took some time to get to be, like, you know, know, like, about, like, a scene and stuff. You know, you had to go, like, you know what I mean? I had to go see the Ramones to know that I was, this is the punk rock that I liked. Then I, then I found out more stuff, like, because I was so interested in it. So it took time, you know? So was that also the reason why you got into a punk rock band? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I mean, what's the, what, what, when you're in, when you're into something so much, it's like, dude, I want to fucking do this, you know? And then once you can, like, get the three chords going, you're like, yeah, let's do a band, you know? <laughs> so do you see yourself doing anything other than the band while you're getting older? Um, you know, like, I, I'm, I have a tattoo shop now with two other dudes. And so that kind of coincides with the way we live, you know? Like, I mean, like, tattoos and, like, punk rock scene kind of go together. So I did that. I, I like things, I like to be surrounded with, like, things that are my, like, what I'd consider to be my way of life, you know? Like, so I like the tattoo thing. I like, like, punk rock. So I want to keep, I want to keep living outside of the 9 to 5 society, then that's how I do it, you know? I'm in a band, which I love. My heart is there. And then I have, a, you know, I'm working with, with a tattoo shop with these two guys that we all partnered up and we've opened our own shop. And it was just like, then I can sort of keep living how I want to live. Because I'm not like a machine. I can't get up at, and be at work at 9 and leave work at 5 every day. Sometimes I'll go into my place at my tattoo shop and I'll be there from fucking like, you know, 7.30 in the morning till like 11 at night but it's my place you know so I don't have to like I can't I hate having like somebody telling me what to do and stuff and on top of that like it's like being on tour you know it's not like a fucking 9 to 5 thing you know it's like sometimes you're, wor you're working definitely harder than that you're like you're like all of a sudden getting woken up at 4 in the morning because you gotta drive for 6 hours and it's your turn to drive 6 hours you know so it's like, but then sometimes at home I'll have a week where I don't fucking do anything because I feel like just like maybe I want to go to the Jersey Shore for a week, you know? 
there any reason why you started a record label on top of a band and a tattoo shop too? I started Charge Records because I straight up loved the music. I loved being able to put out records and I loved the bands and I loved the people involved with all those bands at that time. There was no band that I put out that I didn't like the guys in the band. And that was what that was. It wasn't anything that made any money because any time I made any money, it went back into it. And now I got a basement full of records that didn't sell. Some of them, some of them did, some of them didn't. You know, but it all equaled out. I probably actually lost a lot of money on Charge Records, which is the flat-out truth. You know. So what happened with Charge Records? Now I noticed I visited the website and it doesn't exist and everything. Because, dude, like, fucking, you know, like, the bands, like, some of the bands just, like, you know, like, here's what you got to understand. I love the people in the bands, but they weren't exactly, exactly functioning bands sometimes, you know, because you'd, I'd put out the record, and by the time the record came out, the band was around for a year, and then they would break up. So it's like, I loved the people that were involved in those bands, and that's why I did that, you know, because it was cool. I wanted to be, like, the next... No Future Records or Riot City Records, you know? We wanted to be the next of that kind of style. And, um, and I did it for like 10 years, and then it just, it burnt me out, man. They bur- the, the vans like broke off, all the vans broke up, and like then I was stuck with all these records and shit. So it was cool though, dude. It was, I don't regret, no regrets. It was a cool thing that happened, and now it's done. Well, at least now you'll have a giant record collection and you can, like, hang it on your wall or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like uh, what's cool is eventually, like, people will seek out that stuff and eventually it'll get all, like, sold and stuff. But it's just the kind of thing where it was, you know, just the, you know, and, like, people don't really buy records anymore. So, And I never made any of the bands sign contracts. I think there was one comp that I made people, like, just say, hey, you're allowed to do this. But there was never, like, all the bands that have their that recorded with Charge, they all own their own music. There was never any shady record label bullshit involved. I always kept it really punk rock, really like, you record this, I'm putting it out, but it's always yours. You own your music. Now, if only the entire world was uh, rid of those uh, legal mumbo-jumbos. <laughs> They're getting their thing now because the record industry's dead. Yeah, I've, I've uh, managed a couple bands in my day, and uh, it's like after a little while they decide to break up, and it's like... I put all this work into it and everything, and then they just break up one day, and it's like, er. <laughs> you know, let's take a listen to some of your songs. Uh, you're touring on uh, this CD right here. It's called, uh, what is the CD called? Made in NYC? Yeah. It's a live record with a bunch of songs, 22 songs. And um, it's good. I mean, we did it right. We had it all, like, you know, mic'd up and stuff and tried to, do the best we could do with it and it turned out awesome what I even like better is the DVD that's on here you know because it's funny it's like it's just like a day in the life of sort of thing and it it gives you a little like background about kind of the band and stuff and like how you you get a little glimpse into everybody's personalities and like how we travel and shit (laughs) it's funny you gotta you gotta see it to believe it sounds like fun so did you get all the legal stuff sorted out with that too (laughs) the legal stuff I was joking, but <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll take a listen to one of the songs off this CD, and it's the live versions of the Casualty songs. Am I right? Yeah, I think uh, here's uh, Criminal Class. Okay, I guess we'll take a listen to the song called Criminal Class by the Casualties, and we're here at the vault with the Casualties. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack. This goes to everybody who's been down in the tombs before. I spent a few nights down downtown in jail. 
This song is called Criminal Class. I want you to sing it if you don't have fucking lyrics, okay? Criminal Class. Welcome back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here with the Casualties at the Vault in Long Beach, and that was a song by the Casualties called "Criminal Class." So, what is the ca- what are the Casualties up to now? Right now, we're just uh, we're on tour. We're playing the Vault tonight, and this is a little like this is how cool this place is: two dollar PBRs and four dollars bottles of Jim Beam. That's a pretty good fucking deal. <laughs> the whole bottle. Wow, that's what the picture says. So, the customer is always right. So, they better give me the bottle. Or maybe it's those little plastic ones that they serve in Jersey City. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
makes the interview more interesting when uh, we make snort noises. <laughs> we were actually talking about uh, how you had a video on this CD made in NYC earlier. I saw like a whole bunch of video stuff back in the day, like maybe late 90s, early 2000, or maybe beyond 2000. Was there any particular purpose why you made all those videos, and what happened to them now? Um, it was, no, yeah, because it was cool, because George would videotape everything and compile them, and like every time we went on tour, we had last year's tour on VHS, and it was all like the live, but also stuff from goofy stuff, you know, from the band just fucking around, and... It was kind of cool because it was like not only the just on stage, but like people's houses we were staying at, shit like that, you know? That was the purpose of those, you know? And on YouTube, what you're seeing is, and you know, not that YouTube is it's awesome for that, but you're just seeing little parts of, you know, because they can only do, I don't know, a certain amount of things at a time. Ten minutes. Yeah. Which is why I use my own stuff. Do, I don't know. Can you do an hour's worth of stuff? I don't even know. No, it's only limited to ten minutes. Yeah, so... That's why I use my own stuff, never mind YouTube. <laughs> totally. Any plans to like make uh, those old footage into something useful? One day. I don't know when. Um, that would be a better George question because it's kind of it's his world and stuff. But um, I, yeah, you'll see something come out eventually. Speaking of George, where, where is he at now? Right now he's probably at the hotel. He just had a, he just had a kid um, a year ago, so he's on the phone a lot uh, making sure his kid's all right. So... He's a, he's a family man, doing his thing, doing the right thing. So he had the kid, or did his wife have the kid? <laughs> well, you know, was, <laughs> his wife had the kid. I'm kidding. I was trying to be as goofy as the casualties, but it didn't quite work. <laughs> Back to Charge Records and everything. Did Charge, or I have this Punks Unite CD uh, called Leaders of Today with 32 bands. Where did you find all these bands for the CD? These bands were all bands that we either played with, or had sent me something that I thought was awesome. All these are bands except for maybe one that we played with or were friends with for a while that I thought were awesome. And that was what that was. This was a good comp. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed you had a couple of them also. Are you still making any more of those? I'd love to make another one. I just, uh, we'll see what happens, you know? I got to really just buckle down and actually, like, look into what I'm doing and make it happen, you know? Like, just take the time to sit down and really go through all the records that I've got and CDs and stuff and, like, make the time to get all this situated, you know? So of all the bands on there, are there any favorites? Um, yeah, I really liked... I really liked uh, this band from California, I think, called Raid. They were really good. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the Virus were good friends of mine. Well, um, I thought Damage Case was really sick. Gordy, The Forgotten, The Crumb Bums, Good Bros, um, Wednesday Night Heroes. Who else so all of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Quite a few, quite a few. Monster Squad, which are now called, which now have some members that are in this band, new band called Pull Out, which is really good. Uh, yeah, you know, Toxic Narcotic. All these bands are awesome. I mean, in my opinion. Well, I think a lot of them are also really good as well. Uh, you know, let's take a listen to one of these songs off the comp. Uh, let's see. What do you think? The Virus with Follow? I would go, yeah, The Virus is good, but then I would also maybe play uh, that Toxic Narcotic song. It's fucking awesome. People want to kill each other. <laughs> you know, we'll play both of them since they're both awesome. Actually, the whole CD is awesome, but 
unfortunately we don't have time to play the entire CD, so we'll play play uh, two of them. So uh, we'll play uh, the virus with a song called Follow, and then Toxic Narcotic with a song called People Want to Kill Each Other. And you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, with the casualties at the vault in Long Beach. Are you gonna follow? Welcome back. That was Toxic Narcotic with People Want to Kill Each Other. A very uh, nice song about people killing each other. <laughs> and then we had The Virus before that one with Follow. And you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack. And we're here with the casualties at the vault in Long Beach. 
And I keep forgetting to look at the camera because uh, we're doing video too. But uh, we'll pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> Would you rather live in a civilization on its ascent or its decline? Hmm, well... If I wanted an exciting life, I would probably have a, the decline part. <laughs> if you wanted a boring life, you would pick the ascent one? The ascent one would probably be, uh, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of technology, so it's, you know. <laughs> but uh, descent, uh, like high gas prices and everything, it just makes more drama and makes life more exciting, you know what I mean? Why? What would you do? I would uh, definitely pick the ascent, you know, because then nothing bad happens. That's true, but then life would be boring. Okay, so you're on tour right now. Who are you touring with? Time and again. <laughs> action time vision. <laughs> Poor guys, and we have one of the guys here too. <laughs> And he can't defend himself, so. We're on, we're on time with tour again. <laughs> so how's that going so far? I'm having a good time. Uh, the uh, tour is going good. I feel like more people are coming to the shows. Anything exotic happened on tour yet? Just a lot of mandates. And he got really bad gas in the van. I did. Possibly. I thought we all did. All kinds of smells in that thing. By the time we open the doors, it's like mustard gas. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm guessing it's because high gas prices are so high that you have to use different kinds of gas or something. What was the, uh, what does, uh, you know, I got a joke for you. You want to hear a joke? Sure, why not? So, does these... Since none of the jokes have worked out so far, I guess we'll take a listen to one that does. <laughs> Alright, so here's what it is. Here's what it is. So, uh, it's Christmas Day, and the two parents are bringing the two lovely little sons, who are altar boys, to the first altar boy mass. And it's Christmas. Very nice. So, hey, um, parents like to the kids, they drop them off at church. Hey, after mass, you're done being altar boys, meet us outside. So, mass happens, an hour goes by, they're waiting outside. The kids don't come out. So, uh, you know, they wait around a little more, half hour. They start looking around the church, like, where are our sons? They're really worried right now. And so they're looking around, and they can't find their sons in the fucking... <laughs> they can't find their sons in the, um, in the church. So they, they, go, they go to the back of the church, and it's snowing out. And they see their two sons outside with their pants down and their dicks in two big mounds of snow. And they're like, kids, the fuck you doing? We've been waiting for you. And, you know, you got your pants down and dicks in snow. Why are you doing that for? And so the kids are like, hey, father-likes a couple cold ones after mass. Oh! Wow. <laughs> I guess someone doesn't like jokes. <laughs> so back to the casualties now that we've heard an awesome joke. <laughs> Are there any particular messages that you guys try to talk about in your songs? Um, it's uh, the messages. It's just a lot of what we 
have in our lives that are going on right now. We sing about what happens and what happens to us in our lives, you know, and how we view things, and that's how it is, you know. So anything in particular that you're singing about nowadays? Just a lot of different stuff, dude. Life, mainly life, you know, and like our way of life as punk rockers, you know. And that's, that's what that is, man. I mean, like, you know, a lot of social ills that are happening right now and a lot of things like that that just, you know, I mean, like, shit that pisses us off, you know? Um, things like that, you know, it's just like, I mean, you take a look at any one of our albums and you'll kind of get the gist right away. How many albums do you have out? Technically, six studio albums. So what's with the technically part? Well, because there's some live ones. You know, there's a bootleg out there. Uh, the Chicago Live of Fireside Bowl, it's a total bootleg. Um, there's, uh, this one's like a lot, but this is actually a real live record. And then, uh, I don't know, there's some 7 Inches, some compilation tracks. It's an early years collection. It's not really a, it's like all the 7 Inches and stuff. So, it's like, you know, there's there's like, I don't know, like almost 10 CDs, but there's like six studio albums. I see. And we're on our seventh one right now. You know, one last thing. I just have to ask you this question because it's an interesting question. How do you feel about Warp Tour since you play on it once in a while? Um, I think the Warp Tour is interesting. I mean, like, there's aspects of it that I don't like, and but there's a lot of things that I do like. You know, I feel like a lot of people can go to that that don't necessarily know about punk rock yet, you know? And I kind of get turned on to it through some bands, like us, maybe The Unseen, um, maybe like, you know, other bands that are bigger, like, you know, Bad Religion, Rancid, stuff like that. And maybe these people can get into those bands and, like, get involved in a much bigger picture of punk rock than just, you know, because if it, if it just, you know, if nobody ever gets out there and breaks it up sometimes then it just stays like very stale and small and you want there to be a healthy punk rock scene and I mean at least I do you know and uh, I feel that anybody could be a punk you know uh, and like getting exposed to it and um, I have a good time on that tour um, do I agree with the military being there like as a recruitment thing no there's definitely shit I don't agree with but there's a lot of things that I do like about it, and it's, and it's a festival, man. It's like it's just, yeah. That's I. Well, I'm not against it, and I'm not going to be sit here and say I'm against it because we do it. So therefore, I am for it. You know, there's things that I'm not into, but there's things that I am into. You know, so yeah. Well, if you were against it uh, and you were playing the Warp Tour, I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> total fucking hypocrite, and I wouldn't do. You know. So that's why I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be sit here and diss the Warp Tour because honestly I have a good time on it. Um, we, you know, me and some friends like that we're on tour with, we'll get together each night. Like we get to hang out the Bouncing Souls. Um, you know, just trying to think what other bands that we're friends still friends with. Uh, Bouncing Souls, yeah. It's just that kind of thing where like, it's just a good it's a good time, dude. It's good exposure for the band, and that's why we do it, man. You know. You've just got to do what's right. You know, where can people find your guys' music? You could find us most record stores. Like, I don't know if we're, you can find our shit in, like, Walmart, but <laughs> you might be able to. Well, if Walmart... We're, pretty, pretty dis- we're distributed pretty well. So. If Walmart uh, would simmer... I yeah, I mean, we, we might be in there. 
I have no idea. They would simmer their uh, parental guidance laws or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe will be on there. <laughs> I think if we ever, if any of our records were in there, that they made a mistake by like put. They must have sneaked them in because if they listened to any one of our records, we'd be totally banned from that, which I'd be fine with. Um, we can always make a new band and call it that and put the casualty songs on it. <laughs> so, do you guys have a website or anything like that? Yeah, uh, we right now we're just doing the MySpace. We're looking for somebody to help us out and keep get a, get uh, the casualties .net to be something that's updated like every other day. And uh, we're trying to find that person now. But right now it's uh, just the MySpace for tour dates and information and stuff. So, so yeah, if you're uh, looking for something to do for summer, <laughs> talk to the casualties and maybe you can get the casualties .net up. You've been in punk rock for a long, long time. How do you think the punk scene has changed, or punk music has changed, from when you grew up until now? Well, easily right there with the internet, it's kind of like you could kind of point, click, and be punk, you know? Where I felt like you had to work at it a little harder before there was that information highway, you know? Like, uh, you know, you had to, like... It just felt like it was a little more difficult to be involved in punk. But at the same time, I like that it's available. Like I like that it's like established that our we have a, we're a different way of looking at life than normal society. And so, if kids want to get into it, cool. Maybe one out of ten will stay into it, like you know, and find a way around what the system and our government and our 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 normal society makes our lives out to be. Like go to school, go to college. Uh, get a job, settle down, and then you're done. Like, everything's planned out for you. No, we're human beings. We're animals. We're not meant to, like, be into that, like, some set rule, you know? It's very Logan's run kind of thing. So. I see. So, yeah, I guess uh, internet is uh, better than, or is uh, more useful than just finding porn. It's technology, and it's a double-edged sword. That's all. It's, um, it's just, like, it's just, I, I, I think that it's just whatever you can't can't stop that but like uh i think i think no matter what happens there's going to be true punk rockers out there that believe in the way of life and politics and all that stuff and i think that it'll be preserved i think it will even if it's you know easier to get into it now you know well at least it's like another channel to find punk rock yeah, and I think I'm not I'm not against it. It's just like it's it just felt it was a little harder. And like for like the guys before me, it was probably even more harder, more difficult cuz probably the scene was a lot more violent, you know, and then like it just kind of like it's how it goes, you know. It's like it's really crazy and then like it kind of like things start out very pure and then down the road they just sort of like like get a little less sacred. So when something starts out, it's very sacred and pure, and then it gets less pure, less sacred, but you're always going to have people that really, truly believe in it, you know? Yep. I mean, I wasn't around in the 80s, so I do... I mean, my first punk rock show, 1988-89, but, like, it's not like, you know, you don't start off, like, total punk rocker, you know, like, you get into it gradually, but uh, I feel that it's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a gradual thing, and, like, I... I think that I feel like I've been into it for a very long time. I feel like, you know, it's 
the thing where you can be totally loyal and dedicated to something even though you weren't there when it started. It's okay, you know? Yeah, pretty cool, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll end it off with a song since you made fun of uh, Time and Again. <laughs> Earlier, I guess we'll play a song by Time Again. We'll take a listen to uh, Black Knight, I guess, and then uh, we'll end it off with a casualty song, uh, In It For Life. Any particular uh, meaning in that song? Uh, it's about Woody Guthrie and like his uh, songs and like kind of his like whole like um, stance on the people versus the state. So it's cool. Awesome. So we'll take a listen to that song called "In It for Life" by the Casualties and Time Again with Black Knight. And you've been listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, here at the Vault in Long Beach with Jake from the Casualties and. I guess that's about it. So I'll thank you for listening. Check out my website at www.punkrackdemo.com and check out the casualty site. Actually, we never actually found out what the casualty site was. We just found out that it was myspace.com. What is the casualty site? Thecasualties.net, but it needs some work. So yes, thecasualties.net if you want to find out more information about the casualties. Okay, so thanks for listening, and I'll see you all sometime. This song's about the girl and the drugs that ruined my life.
Well, that wraps up that interview on the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack. Remember, you can check out the show every week on Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find that out on the website at www.punkrockdemo.com. And you can send me an email at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. Well, just because the interview is over doesn't mean the show's over because it's not quite time for the show to end yet. Show's two hours long, and we haven't reached the two hours. So before we reach the two hours, let's listen to some music, so we can enjoy the rest of the world's punk rock. Remember, you can send me an email at punkrockdemo@yahoo.com. Make requests, send in questions, comments, or how much I suck or don't suck, how much the website sucks or don't sucks, or whatever. But anyways, you can check out the website again at www.punkrockdemo.com and find out the playlists news and other people I'm interviewing and all that great stuff along with videos and lots of exotic things. Well with that in mind let's listen to some more punk rock until the show ends. I'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed the music and enjoyed the interview and I will see you all next week.
listening to Punk Rock Demonstration with your host, Jack. He's got the goods. And we've got gonorrhea. We're the crumb bums. Eh.
Rock demonstration with Jack, and I am Jake from the Casualties. Here is the face of coming and unknown. Spends life shaping his fingers to the bone. High on the dreams, so loud is the drone. Those got voices that carry him back home. Don't want your freedom, don't want your peace. Just want the pleasure of being on my knees. Bye. 
Hey, this is Cheeseburger Mike from The Voids, and you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with Jack. And if you don't listen to it, then fuck you.
Dixon from the Agrolites, you're listening to Punk Rock Demonstration, home of the Boss Sound. Hardship's faced, we've been disgraced. Our plans for the land are degraded by menacing hands. But history's compelling us and telling us to do it all. As far as I can see, everything that we have believed is more true now than ever before. And if the truth be known, we do it all again. We got love down in Mexico. Seems so far after having been so close. We got love down in Mexico. Lost everything except the things that matter most Bureaucracy and hypocrisy Are contagious and make us all victims eventually You can take my life from me But we'll do it all Seeds of truth will grow People all will know The visions that we have endeavored to show And like the river we will flow We'll do it all again We got love Down in Mexico 
Let's today, you could be your last. 